Welcome to NBA Storytime. I'm Jamel Johnson. We're going to listen to a story about one of the greatest basketball crossover events of all time. Well, not really crossovers. They didn't really have those kind of handles. Dunks, maybe. And it's all sponsored by Taco Bell. Hit it! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You guys remember when centers were important? I mean, like, really important. I'm sure you forgot. Just follow me here. It's July 1995. You've got mail. Hey, Selena is blaring through the speakers of your Isuzu Trooper. Kevin Costner got a movie where he drinks his own pee. <sighs> Clueless is tight, too, on a side note. Friends is dominating the airwaves, even though living single is clearly better. You park your Huffy in the driveway, fresh back from Blockbuster with the bad boys VHS in hand. You turn on the TV and you see a commercial. It will be the heavyweight battle of the year. Shaquille O'Neal, Hakeem Olajuwon, one on one. 10 rounds, $1 million. Shaq, Hakeem, one-on-one. Saturday, September 30th, live on pay-per-view. Yes, that's right. A goddamn pay-per-view one-on-one showdown between the two greatest bigs in NBA history, all promoted by Donald Trump and sponsored by daggone Taco Bell? So the 1995 season didn't go quite as Shaquille O'Neal planned. After beating Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls, it seemed like this would be the year Shaq was going to be crowned the new king of the league. He had a great young core around him, led by Penny Hardaway. Passing on the three, Hardaway taking it, yes. And of course, a couple of great shooters, Dennis Scott and Nick Anderson. Plus, he had Horace Grant right there in the trenches with him. But he forgot about one thing, the defending champion, Houston Rockets who were just flat out better. A classic case of youth versus experience, and there was no better example of that than Nick Anderson having a legit panic attack at the free throw line in game one of the 95 finals. And the reaction of Nick Anderson knowing that if he had just made one of those, it would have given the Magic a hammerlock on this game. Now, when you match up their numbers that year, Akeem and Shaq were pretty close. Shaq averaged 29 points. Akeem averaged 28. They both averaged about 11 rebounds. The real difference was defensively. Hakeem had more steals and blocks by far, and it showed when the Magic got swept in the finals. The Houston Rockets have won their second consecutive NBA championship. They have swept the Orlando Magic. Knowing what we know now about Shaq, I really can't imagine how distraught he was that summer. There's no way he was going to take losing to a guy who wore spalding sneakers lightly. Worse than that, he and Akeem still had to work together. See, they were both spokespeople for Taco Bell at the time. I think it's also important to note that this was pre-Baja Blast for them. Anyway. 
That July after the finals, they were slated to work together in a Taco Bell ad for the debut of the Double Decker Taco as a special menu item. The Double Decker Taco is a hard taco wrapped in a soft taco that has beans in it. So that's double the carbs, triple the beans, one of the meats, and a little bit of the cheeses. Crunchy, soft, crunchy, soft, crunchy, soft, crunchy, soft. Why are the two biggest, baddest sinners on the planet arguing over tacos when they can have this? The new Double Decker Taco from Taco Bell. Don't stop now. Two things strike me about this ad. One, I've never heard Akeem Olajuwon speak. This is crazy. Two, that's Spike Lee's voice. How did Spike Lee get this gig? Can we get Spike Lee into the Basketball Hall of Fame for just being in dope ads? Money's gotta be the shoes! Alright, so that was the commercial, but the newspaper ad that started the campaign was a little more pointed. Shaq had a full-page ad in USA Today that read like this. Akeem, the series may be a done deal, but it ain't over between you and me. Sure, you're pretty good with your team behind you, but I want you one-on-one. Shaq, that's a wild thing to say in print especially at a point where people were actually still reading newspapers. Now, I know Shaq didn't write that himself, but he did. The Dream, of course, had his own full-page ad. Shaq, you want to go one-on-one? No problem. Anywhere, anyway, anytime at all. Which is not how real humans challenge each other to duels. And yeah, that was supposed to be it. Just some harmless taco propaganda. But Taco Bell soon learned, if you're gonna say you're living Moss, you really gotta mean that shit. People actually expected this historic one-on-one showdown. Thus was born the war on the floor. The Taco Bell one-on-one championship for $1 million. Not going to any charities. The NBA usually shut down ideas like this before. I think one in 1990 was supposed to be Michael Jordan versus Magic Johnson. There was also the 1986 proposal of Bare Knuckle Kumite, pitting Isaiah Thomas versus every other active point guard in a fight to the death. Stuff like this usually never got off because the league has a lot of strict wording and contracts. It doesn't let players do outside activities because a player's body is their main source of income. And a wonderland. I mean, even Michael Jordan had to retire before he could play on Moron Mountain. Yeah, but I'm a baseball player now. Right. And I'm a Shakespearean actor. The difference this time around? The league was staring a work stoppage right in the face. So while the league was negotiating with the Players Association, Taco Bell finessed the situation with the help of our old pal, Donald. The path was cleared for the venue. Trump Taj Mahal in Atlantic City, chosen because it was close to Shaq's hometown of Newark, but not actually Newark, because Newark is very scary. Naturally, Monsignor Trump took this opportunity to insert himself into the planning and named himself promoter, kind of like a white Don King, which is just like Don King, but way, way worse. This wasn't exactly going to be a pickup game to 15 or 21 if you're nasty. They really tried to build this up like a prize fight. You know, you've got the casino venue, you've got the casino promoter. How about some fight rules? There was going to be... 10 two-minute rounds worth $100,000 a piece. And if a round ended in a tie, the money would carry over into the next round just to keep the action hot. They cut the shot clock in half, it was only going to be 12 seconds, and there was more. 
They had the standard two and three point lines. And for some reason, Taco Bell added a daggone six point shot, which I guess means we would have ended up watching a couple seven footers chucking up 40 foot shots all in the name of a taco. All kidding aside, this was a big deal, and it was being taken seriously. They were going to have Chick Hearn calling the game along with Mr. Onions, Billy Packard, and Bill Walton, who I assume would have been on some psychedelics as this was not a league game. I am a woodpecker. Come on, bugs, get out of there. I'm hungry. Let's go. They even had an undercard scheduled. Nick Van Exel was going to play Kenny Anderson. And they had a couple of gangly power forward rooks, Kevin Garnett and Joe Smith. Shout out to Maryland. Peace to Gary Williams. And it was all going to go down September 30th, right before NBA training camp. As the summer marched on, more and more people put down that 1995 to assure their seat at the matchup of the century. So, of course, Taco Bell came out with more ads. We think. The Double Decker Taco. Just 89 cents. You guys are millionaires. Buy your own. Buy your own. They had T-shirts. They put the poster on the large cup at Taco Bell. If you get the nachos bel grande with a cinnamon twist, you get a photo of these two dudes in tank tops with no logos on them. Everything looked like it was going to get off without a hitch. The pregame press conference September 28th went smooth. But then hours before the game, Akeem pulled out. You know, like, figuratively. Apparently, Olajuwon had injured his back lifting weights in preparation for this showdown. Or just lifting heavy-ass tacos, who's to say? Well, we do know it was a bilateral sprain in the lower back, and this is according to the doctor that they hired for the event, Dr. Francis Flum Jr., which is most certainly a character in Candyland as well. They put together a little press conference afterwards saying it was canceled. Neither Shaq nor Akeem was there. But obviously, Trump showed up to say that the league had something to do with the cancellation, all to immediately backtrack and say it was just a rumor. You are fake news. Go ahead. You don't talk so much game and go out without a fight, though. Taco Bell tried to reach out to any other big in the league to fill their spots. And this was back when, you know, teams had well-known centers. They tried to get David Robinson, Patrick Ewing, Alonzo Mourning, I even heard maybe Muggsy Bogues and Spud Webb were going to be stacked on top of each other in a coat. I'm only sort of joking. They actually asked if the two NBA half pint guards would take on Shaq together. I also might have heard they reached out to Nick Anderson to see if he'd be willing to take free throws while crying. Four consecutive missed free throws by Nick Anderson so costly. Whoever they actually reached out to to be a replacement. There was nobody who wanted to play in the name of the Taco Bell value menu. Personally, I say thank God. I mean, this was a terrible idea. Two centers in a one-on-one -on -one game? I mean, I'm not gonna pay $20 to watch two dudes back each other down for an hour, bro. Pornhub is free. That being said, at least the two they tried to get had all the moves. Dumps it into Akeem Olajuwon. Look at that move. But unfortunately, we'll never know for whom the Taco Bell tolls. listening to NBA Storytime. I'm your host, co-writer, and stretch three on the floor, Jamel Johnson. 
Harry Swartout is our producer, co-writer, and a man heavily invested in rec specs. Daniel Hardigan is our script editor and the guy who mops up after people who fall down under the basket. Haley O'Shaughnessy is our consulting producer and leading the league in bench points. Devin Shepard is our production coordinator and the only one who makes sure we all get on the team bus on time. John Yales and Peter Moses are our executive producers, and they also insisted on calling their own fouls. Real good to you guys. NBA Storytime is a Blue Wire podcast. Catch you next time.